Hello and welcome to the That's Why They Were Quality podcast. Today we're talking about one of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time. Back in the time when hip-hop usually consisted of misogyny and gang violence, there was one group out there that was leading the way for an alternative view. They inspired generations and redefined the burgeoning genre. We know them as Q-Tip, Fife Dog, Ali Shaheed Mohammed, Jerobi White, uh, kind of consequence, but we'll, we'll get into that. It is a tribe called Quest, and I'm joined here by Paddy Stanton, a man who knows more about hip hop than anyone I've ever met. Oh well, thank you for that introduction. Yeah, I like to uh, I like to think that I am quite knowledgeable when it comes to hip hop, and especially with tribe. So let's come on the journey. Let's do it. Let's get into it. I'm excited. You on point, guys? All the time, guys. Do I consider myself a role model? Yes, I consider myself a role model due to the fact that I'm out in the public, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was something that I did not ask for, but being that I love doing my music and my music is something that's in the public, I have to consider the fact that kids is listening and watching and paying attention to what I'm doing. Now a role model doesn't necessarily consist of all the way positivity. I believe a role model is a realist, a person dealing with reality and reality is it, 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 it embraces not only positive but negative. Do the fans want the feeling of a tribe conquest? Support the fight dog from a tribe conquest. Tribe conquest is is cerebral. It's priceless. They made Queen so proud. Anything I ever did wrong, blame Tip and Fife because y'all raised me. They made Brooklyn so proud. Every drum, every snare is amazing. The samples that they used were so crazy. They made New York City so proud. They made the world so proud. Q-Tip is my title. I don't think that is vital. Well, first is Q-Tip. Q-Tip is, he, he is the voice of your conscience. And I love Q-Tip, but I would always mention Fight first. I think that with his comedy, I kind of, I could relate. You know, I love to laugh, and I just love how he was extremely witty with his lyrics and things of that nature. Ali was like the dope DJ producer who spoke through his hands. It's the funny thing. And then there's Jerobi, who was like the DNA of the group. Our next guest are one of the most successful and critically acclaimed groups in hip-hop music. Our uh, next guest, uh, brand new album uh, entitled, um, let's see, The Low End Theory. Their new CD, right here, called Beats, Rhymes, and Life. It debuted last month. 
number one. This thing is doing very well, has already sold over a half a million copies. These folks are very, very popular. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a tribe called Quest. Apollo, put your hands for a tribe. A tribe called Quest. Okay. For a tribe called Quest. The more soulfulness to it, the vibe to it, obviously the lyricism, you know, them representing Queens, explaining where they were from. I mean, there was nothing like it at the time. They were talking about the hood and what went on in the hood, but they were doing it in a very peaceful way as well, which was incredible. Well, I mean, the breakup came about because, I mean, the, the industry was pretty much ended up getting the best of us, you know what I'm saying? The whole label politics, the management, you know, it wasn't like they really cared anymore. At least I felt that way, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm not gonna sit here in front. The chemistry between me and Tip was kind of dwindling as well. What's your first question? My first question is, is a Tribe Called Quest gonna make more music? I don't know what's gonna happen. Is a Tribe Called Quest gonna make more music? I don't know, Mike. You got the answer to that question? Have you found out since you've been, you know, on this venture? They still have a coolness to them. They're not like these old dudes <laughs> that are kind of like dated and their gears up. Like they're still very relevant. Who knows? I can't really, you know, predict the future. But right now, today, it doesn't look like it. They got back together and they made the most prolific, the most influential, the most, the craziest album. I, I didn't skip not one record. One, one word that is always associated with a Tribe Called Quest, music is class. So Q-Tip, Fife Dog, All Day, everybody and Tribe Called Quest, it's amazing. They're the best ever, all time. So I got much respect for you, the whole group. Love y'all, man. I mean, Tribe Called Quest music, is emotional experience um, you know that's why people have such a strong reaction to them and they have a claim on them like I love a tribe called quest that's my shit they personally raised me they didn't know it but through their bars and through their lyrics they personally raised me I lived my life according to them and and one thing that I could tell you about the group is is that you know despite some of the the difficulties that they've had and you know the you know the things that have you know made them go the separate way it's always like a love there you can bet your ass that T tribe called quest has lasted over 20 years and will continue to last through the time and you'll continue seeing people and artists that are inspired by them and tribe they meant everything to me they they are everything we love you thank you thank you very much And, you know, we got to show both sides. We can't, I feel like in this country, it's so one-sided. Everybody's trying to paint a picture of perfection. But uh, it ain't always like that. I mean, you're going to have your happy days. You're going to have your weddings. You're going to have your funerals. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Fight Dog. Fight Dog. So a role model encompasses all of that. It encompasses being positive and negative. 
So as long as I, if I do something negative in the public light, I got to owe up to what I've done and, uh, and accept it as a man. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's important for the kids to see. Not only see me do well, but if I happen to do something bad, which we all are susceptible to doing, they need to see that as well. So they'll learn. Thank you for all the support you've given us over the years. Britain. Thank you. It's been fun, y'all, for real. Thank you. It's crazy. I didn't know it was going to be this big. It's been crazy. It's been a fun ride, though. Over time, Gage. Yeah, I feel... Um... I feel quite privileged to be here on Why Label Quality. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, listen you. to your other episodes. Oh, only you. fools, you know more about only fools than any human that's ever existed. Oh, that's that's so, what being single would do for you. Know, it it is. I've do. been down that rabbit hole, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I remember as a kid watching on UK TV Gold. Uh, yeah. So long, but you still keep it up to this day, and you also keep your passion up for tribe. That's why oh, I'm glad you, to be Gage. here because I'm here, sat here with you. Got yeah. my tribe yeah, jumping on. I do. Which um, I'm happy to say my girlfriend got me for Christmas as a Christmas present, which is probably yeah. the, the greatest gift. That's anyone. That's a wife material. So, yes, looking forward to this. And just to the point that you made in that intro is about, um, mm. I feel like Tribe definitely, like my life probably wouldn't be the same without Tribe. I know no, that's, definitely not. it's a bit soppy to say maybe, but um, no, I'd, I definitely think that discovering this, this, this rap group is like, it kind of changed your life um, in a mm. way. Just, just from the lyrics, what they um, what they profess in their lyrics, just to I just feel like to me they are they are what music's about. Definitely, yeah, and I think like music's all about how it makes you feel. And any time you know, I ever need to be picked up, tribe call quest, they just get me there. It's just like just happy. It's mm -hmm. just, just just makes you happy. Happy with someone. I, that's actually it's a good point because I remember I was speaking to a uh, my girlfriend on WhatsApp um, and yeah. a few months back, and I remember I wasn't feeling the, the greatest, wasn't yeah. feel too too good. And I said to her, um, right, I stuck on Low End Theory, I stuck on the yeah. entire album. And I was like, my mood was instantly lifted because of that. Yeah. And like, I remember screenshotted, uh, I think it was Butter. Oh, right. And then sent her on WhatsApp. I was like, you know, that's all the, the album had lifted me up. Yeah. Um, and that's what got her the idea to get me this jumper. Because oh, really? she's seen the screenshot of it. Yeah. Um, and obviously she liked the artwork because she's quite a visual person. So, yeah. I mean, it's low end theory artwork. I mean, it's, it's one of the most iconic artworks of all time. It is, yeah. As well as Mid Mid Midnight Marauders is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what she got the idea from. And it's just to, just to back to your points, it's, it's totally true. Just happiness personified. I remember it was um, was at uni, actually. When I first got into him, I don't know if it was mm. because of you. I'm not mm. totally sure, but I remember it when you were there yeah. for like me getting more interested into them, yeah. more into them because I'd always been into hip hop, yeah, and um, before that, but getting experiencing them and coming across them was quite life changing. So much so, I was just I just remember changing the my cover photo on Facebook to Tribal Quest at the start of the year. Oh, really? That's a random, yeah, just a random memory I have of yeah. changing. Yeah, it's just it's weird, isn't it? Like you, like, I don't know, you're just. You're a scouse lad who's what, like, probably 18 at the time. Yeah. And this is a, a rap group, you know, from like, you know, the the, the mid 90s, early 90s, and you're mm -hmm. changing your, your photo on Facebook, and all these other scousers are like, mm -hmm. probably have no clue who these people are. Yeah. We need to educate, mate. We need to educate. We do. Mate. We yeah. do. But I didn't give a shit and I did that. And that, that's just another memory I have of me first getting into them. Yeah. Was it, it was the start of uni. And, um, and that's it, really. I mean, I can go. Chronologically, on how I got into, yeah, 
I was probably the same actually, because like, yeah, I, I saw them live around just before that, and I like, heard a few songs and them, you know, I thought they're pretty good. But we'll talk about more, you know, as, as we go on. Mm-hmm. But it was around about the same time that I, I like proper got obsessed with them as well. And I think yeah, yeah it was when that like, was coming to uni and meeting you. I was like, well, I remember they, um, yeah. I was proper jealous mm. because you'd seen them. I don't know if it was like. Was it the year before you came to uni, maybe? Or? It was, yeah. No, it was the summer. Um, it was the summer that I came yeah. to uni, yeah. So it was literally like a few I months after I came. And yeah. was it was that wireless? Wireless, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just remember like, you telling me that you'd seen them live and yeah, like, how yeah. amazing they were. And I just remember being so jealous. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's like bucket list shit to see them one day. Yeah. And did we see them or not again? Well, well time, time, time will tell, tell it will tell time but will tell. i can only tell you how jealous i was of you in, in that moment it was it was so good so yeah. good and um and let's let's go on the journey let's go on the let's take you through cars. the journey of yeah. i don't know Lou, if you're the same as me mm. but i'm going to say for me musically i mean we listen to a lot we're into a lot the music mm. is like probably our favorite hobby oh yeah it's not a secret to anyone that knows us and that's the case yeah music and porn yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. and to me though Try probably mm. greatest musicians of all time. I'd say one so. of, Espe- especially in hip hop. Espe- definitely in hip hop, I would say. But yeah. to me, in terms of importance to me and to yeah. what they mean to me, yeah, definitely put them up there. So let's let's take you on the yeah. the tribe journey. Well, uh, yeah, now you said that in hip hop, basically my favorite group, and of all time, I'd go Beatles Tribe for me. I'd say that is uh, yeah. a solid solid start to all this. I'd say so Keith so. Q-Tip was born Jonathan William Davis on the 10th of April 1970 in Harlem, New York. His father emigrated from the Caribbean island of Montserrat and raised in Cleveland. His mother was from Alabama. Uh, Q-Tip and Fife Dog um, were childhood friends who grew up together in Queens, New York City. Uh, They knew each other since they were two years old and they used to play sports and go to church together. Fife Dog was born... Malik Isaac Taylor to parents Cheryl Boyce Taylor and Walt Taylor on the 20th. That is the, uh, the, the, the least sounding black parents' names I've ever heard. What, Cheryl Boyce? Cheryl and Walt, but, yeah. but, but there you go. And one of his parents named after only falls and horses character, which is, which is you know, that's true. nice to hear. That's know? true. That, yeah. That's always... A, that's always Must have been a fan. Mm? That's a good reference. Mm. Respect the reference. Respect it. Um, yeah, born on the 20th of November 1970, so around about the same age. Well, it was the same age. Um, yeah, Cheryl was born in uh, Amaria, Trinidad and Tobago, and moved to St. Albans in Queens, New York. And she was 13, when she was 13 years of age, um, I, I was about to say five was born when she was 13 years of age, that would be wrong. <laughs> She moved to New York. You, you never she... know. I mean, it's, it's the, the 70s, bro. It's the, the late like 60s. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You're not judging, but it's, it's Queens, New York. Queens, New York. It's a different time. It's a different time. Um, no, yes. Moved to New York when she was 13 years of age. Um, Fife was born prematurely. And he actually had a twin, Mikhail, who died oh, shortly wow. after he was born. He lived for eight hours. Seriously? Yeah. I never knew this until, until doing this. No, was... that is actually insane. Do you think... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think he would have been a rapper as well? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? I, I, I'd like to think so. Could have been Fife and, and wife, for all we know. Could have been Fife and Macau, like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you could have been the good one. Yeah. No, it for Danny. You could have, could have done it, mate. Could have done it. 
30. But already we see Q-Tip and um, and Fife, similar pair, similar background. Mm, Both definitely. their parents coming from um, from Caribbean. Yep. Sure. Um, yeah, just, yeah, just links them together, you know. Links them together. Mm. Also, um, you know, when, when we get later on to the career, the the whole native tongues thing, and you know how mm. they, they used to dress, the art, the the artistry of it all, the yeah. you know just the fashion of it all, it kind of makes sense, like because they you know the literal um, babies from from back then, like they they've mm. obviously experienced the the real what it's like to live over there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you can tell. Yeah. On on that point, when I saw him live, he had this um he had this like dashiki on Q tip, and I, I've always said to you, I'm not a homosexual mm. man, but if I was, yeah, straight in there, mate. You've I've, always said that. I've always said that. You've always said that, not just to me. Not just you said that to multiple people. Multiple people. In fact, you say that whenever time you have a couple of beers down you. A couple of beers down me. I'd, I'd get many other things down me if I was around Q tip. <laughs> So, that's yeah. I mean, that, you're not lying there, are you? I mean, if I was gay, if I, if I was, if I if was, was, I mean, I was, we, we've yeah. went through your list before, yeah, and yeah. we all know Q-tip is top. JT is is also second. And I mean, who else? I mean, there's a, there's a big list of, of the guys list. you'd like to fuck, isn't there? If I was gay, yeah, there would. There would if you was if gay, I was gay, yeah. I feel like the spin-off podcast for you should be. Yeah, if I was. If I was, if I was, if I was, if I was, and in future, I don't want to be a part of that that no, podcast. Just but, saying. All oh, right, okay, but you know, you could do one if you weren't. Yeah, then, yeah. I'm, because I'm definitely not. Because you're definitely not. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I've had the uh, yeah. yeah the sex recently to, to prove that. Yeah. And, and you. I haven't. No. no, no, no. Four years. Four years. I might as well be, mate. Might as well put up better luck. Anyway. Do you think Q-Tip would, would be into though? Oh, no. Q-Tip's like no. top tier echelon. We're going to get into Q-Tip's dating history. And I'm, I was impressed. I was Is there any impressed. homosexuals? Or do you think? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I think he's curious, though. There was a rumour. There was a rumour. I'll get into that. There was some, some stuff happened. Well, there was, there was, there was a rumour. I'm beginning to think that's uh, the reason you uh, you like him even more. Because... Oh, no. Just, he's just perfection, isn't he? Just look, just look at him. Mm. Just, oh. even, even from that photo there, just like from him from a distance, you mm. know. Oh. Mm. If I was, I would be getting moist. Anyway, so Fife's <laughs> grandmother and mother, they were both actually poets. Um, and the poetry was passed down to their children. Um, you know, Fife's grandmother passed it down. So oh, wow. Fife's mum. And five, uh, five. Your mother actually passed it on to um to five. Uh, in an interview, five's mother tells a story about how she used to do a lot of poetry readings in the summer in people's yards. And there was one time, uh, an all-day festival, um, when five was around eight years old. She said to him, uh, "You have to write a poem um, to read that day." And all week, she told him, um, "Leek, you have to write a poem, and you have to study it." When the day arrived, um, he got up there and he did this whole poem. And apparently that was the start of like, wow. him, his career as a freestyler. And after Eight years old? Eight years old, yeah. That's she, insane. It was madness. And she went up to him um, and she was in awe and she said to him, when did you write that? And he said, um, I didn't write it, I just made it up. You know, so, so he was legit freestyling then? Legit off, freestyling. off the top of the dome? Off the dome, mate, off the dome. And yeah, he performed it like a pro. He was no. just, just. I had no idea he had the the background as a poet. Yeah, I mean, it all but makes sense, it, doesn't it? Yeah. Of course, yeah, like yeah. you know, what a strong lyricist he was, and like yeah. obviously comedic, comedic lyricist as well, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, yeah, as you say, you can tell that he definitely had a background in about by the sounds of it. I mean, yeah. I wonder, like, you probably haven't been able to hunt it down. I don't mm. know. 
but I wonder what his his bars were as an eight year old child, oh, a five dog verse at eight years old. What do you think oh, he was rhyming about? Oh, spinning some fire. Oh, do you think he was talking more oh, about his love of Doctor Pepper? Doctor, oh, he's saying oh, this this fruit. Come on, you, fruit punch is whack. <laughs> what, what's happening with your snacks? Oh, you oh, <laughs> spitting some bars. No, that that's heavy. That that's heavy yeah, bars. Heavy but, bars. I mean, mate. you're an eight year old child. What what's what's yeah. your biggest love in the world? It's sugar, god damn yeah. it, and it's Fuck definitely them. sugar for five. Yeah. So. You know, he's had his fair share of pick and mix. The pick and mix is shit. Yeah. You need to fix the pick and mix. Fix the pick and mix, and you need to yeah. be swinging on my dick. On my dick, and yeah. And then it's great. Fuck it past the parcel. What's happening with your bouncy castle? Yeah. yeah. And you can tell there was obviously in that moment there was a bouncy castle in the background, the background you know. Yeah. There was like yeah, a little barbecue going down. Yeah. And I reckon the bars you spit were like. The probably the face. There was probably a questionable expression on um, on on everyone's face. There, all his family were like, yeah. they probably knew in that moment. Well, well, we, we've we've done fucked up here. Yeah, mm. we should boot like this. Yeah. We should we should boot, <laughs> we know. Don't get a record. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> Um, yeah. If you can hunt that boot like down, though, I'd be. Oh, man, I'd be mad. Five is an eight year old. Yeah, yeah, I'd be mad. Um, no, yeah. So that it makes sense. That's how we got you started like, as a lyricist. Um, and contrast to that. Um, Q-Tip's father was actually a record collector. He, you know, like he was into his music, and that probably what inspired Q-Tip to, okay. to you know, collect records, cool. get into music. So you can see it coming from their parents. I can respect anyone that's a vinyl as a vinyl collector myself. Yeah, I can respect that. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of like what, because I can imagine there was a, a lot of variety of what or his, his dad was probably mm. into, and that's where he gets his, his obviously yeah. eclectic taste. If there's anyone who like has the most eclectic taste in sampling, it's, it's Q-Tip. Yeah. Like, Could you his, imagine the, yeah. what the collection would be? Like, probably, like, Brazilian shit and, yeah. like, you know, samba and, like, God, yeah. salsa, maybe. A lot of salsa, oh, which you can salsa, respect, mate, obviously. Salsa. Oh, mate. I'll tell you what, right? We'll talk about Jay Diller in a separate, but, like, when, when I was, you know, that, that hip-hop evolution documentary, right? course i've just watched the the new season um seen, on netflix did, season four i've seen yeah the yeah, producers yeah. episode it was, it was amazing i was i was watching it right and do you know what's in the background i was watching it, i froze it right? i was watching with the old ma i froze it and i said mm. look at the background what was on his fucking wall it was willie cut on album yeah and yeah oh, was, well, i was right? gonna say that to you yeah what was also on um what did I watch? I'm sure. Oh, it was AEW as well. Oh, that was yeah, it. Yeah, AEW. Really that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Chris Jericho, for some reason, just think they're in like uh, where were they? Like by they're in like Texas, I think. You know, like yeah. El Paso, always on the border or whatever. Yeah. And Jericho being the goat as he is, yeah. drops in like a Willie Colon name. And like I didn't have a clue what what it meant, but yeah. all the crowd popped, and I was like, mm, <laughs> "It's a song lyric," because obviously you know when you hear a lyric, yeah. you're like, "Right, I'll Google that. I'll Google what it means." And then it comes up, and it's Willie Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, obviously, I need to, I need <laughs> to tell Louis this because he's gonna lose his shit at it. And lo and oh. behold, he lost his shit. He lost shit, many things. Shit was lost, mate. Yeah, oh. he lost many things lost except many the hard things. on. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, set my set my four year streak. <laughs> Didn't lose that. The phenom. No, uh, got longer or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, you can see where their influence came from his kids. Um, as kids, uh, Fife Dog encouraged Tip to rap around about age nine. Um, they really wanted to be like Run DMC, and what happened was they used to like rap to like Run DMC and Sugar Hill mm. Gang records. And eventually, over time, they were like, "What well, we can do? Like, we can do this." So they just started to write their own yeah. stuff. 
it's mental because um, yeah. Run DMC, honestly, like not not one of my favorite rap groups of all time, obviously, but they are you know they are one of the pioneers. But in terms of influential, they they are like they they've got to be in the top three in terms of influential because yeah. like back then everyone wanted to be them, you know, with the chains and like the, obviously the, the Adidas kicks and like all, yeah. all and all that shit and. Yeah, they're just they're so influential. Like I don't think a lot of people realize. So it's like there's them and there's like LL Cool J. Mm. It's like they might not be necessarily the best or like the hardest or like the most um, creative mm. of music, but in terms of like pioneers and influential, like they're they're prop. Yeah, they're one of the, one of the most biggest of all time, definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, that, I mean, if anyone has else has a claim, because people have like they've said like the Tribal Quest could be the Beatles of hip hop. Another group that have also had that moniker is Run DMC. Yeah. They, and I think that easily they can say comparison. the same about them, yeah. They also have, um, when people ask me, what's your favourite Christmas song of all time? Mm. I absolutely hate Christmas songs, for mm. the most part. Yeah. You know, whenever I hear the pose, I just want to like so just suffocate myself with a yeah. pillow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I hear Mariah Carey, I just want to jump out a window, yeah, maybe yeah. dry myself in a bath, uh, yeah. you know, like a cold bath. Yeah, yeah. Just not, never come up from the bath. They never come up, no, no, yeah. But uh, there's a song by them called Christmas and Hollis. Right. By Run DMC, I don't know you've heard it. No. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And and when people ask me what's your favorite Christmas song, yeah. and people people they ask me this, just, uh, Christmas just gone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I always say that one. So also influential there, yeah. Christmas songs. Oh, give that one a go. Mm-hmm. Give that one a go. Because not many like I don't mm-hmm. know, not many many rappers done Christmas songs. No, I can only think about Run the Jewels. And Easy did one. Quite mm-hmm. weird. Um, Tribe ever do a Christmas song? I don't think they did. Eric, what's his name? Curtis Blow did one. Curtis Blow, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first hit, actually. I think that was even before We Are The Bridge. Not many hip-hop ones. A lot yeah. of, like, metal covers of um of, of Christmas really? songs, if you know what, yeah. Which oh. I always found hilarious. Yeah. I always usually prefer to the to the normal ones, but yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, I quite like Pretend It's 500 Miles Away. That's quite a good mm. yeah. yeah. So, Fife encouraged Q-Tip to rap. And when Fife was playing um, basketball one day, he met another childhood friend called Jerobi. Um, and they were friends. They didn't really get along at first. I think like they got off on the wrong foot. But then Fife discovered that Jerobi could beatbox. And then they bonded. And yeah, eventually Fife would introduce Jerobi to Q-Tip. Um, and this is all like mm, nine, ten years nine, of age. Ten years like, old, yeah, yeah. All still growing up. It's yeah. pretty like insane. Like yeah. the, the the blueprints of tribe was mm. that young, and they're all mm. like musically like inclined at yeah. a young age. Because I I don't know about you, like mm. eight and nine. I'm real. I'm I'm heavily into hip hop, and and like I'm buying CDs locally. I'm being allowed to buy CDs and like HMV and shit. Mm. But it's like. I'm not going on like the the course of playing like shooty or footy and like start like yeah. talking about this shit, like in depth and like yeah. you know beatboxing and that. it's it's just it's crazy isn't it to that young of an age. Yeah, man. I mean, at that age, I was probably I, I bought John Cena's hip hop album. Oh, you done did it now, chaos. You should have put this one in the vault, man. They not ready. They don't know what's coming, man. Are we gonna drop this on them right here? Y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ain't ready for none of this. Your boy's a bad man. Let me invade in the streets. Make them clap a rapper skirt. They be dropping the heat. Shock the world. Now I'm standing alone. I flip fools like them clamshell cellular phones.
Yeah. You still had like your Lilo and Stitcher toys at Lilo the bedside and, and your, no, your, your teddy bears and that, didn't you? Nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We still got them now. Still got them now. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But um, no, yeah, I um, yeah, there's madness actually. Yeah, forming the blueprint of what's going to be their career at that, that mm. young is mad. Which is like, obviously, we'll get on to, but. Mm. Like the closeness, I always find, you know, like when group, the closeness of a group, it, mm. it does, it shows in the music, doesn't it? Like mm. you can just, you can feel it, you can yeah. feel it. And it's like with these, it was, it was like that. Yeah. And also, which we'll get into their troubles, it's like the brotherly love, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, it shows that they know, they knew each other at such a young age and it yeah. was, it started from back then. That's, that's one of the reasons that, yeah, as you say, they were quality. They, they just, you could tell it when they're going back and forth. They should know each other so well. Mm. Um, and talk about Run DMC. So Fife used to do battle raps growing up. Uh, do you know someone who actually wanted to battle him and Fife Dog wasn't there, so he actually ended up battling Consequence, apparently, was Rock oh. from Run DMC. No, boy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this one when they were kids, it was a bit older when Fife was like battling him. Yeah, yeah. He was like a teenager. But yeah, when he was doing... Uh, recently were, they, rap were they around the same age then or...? Apparently, I imagine he would have already been famous, but like run for run the MC. But That's yeah, what but, I was thinking. Yeah, but apparently, this, the consequence told this on a, on that Drinks Champs episode, this uh, this podcast. And yeah, apparently he wanted to battle Fife. They yeah. ended up battling Consequence. Don't know who won. That's quite. I didn't. Was Consequence has he known them since they were the young as well? Uh, oh well, did you know Consequence is Q-Tip's cousin? Okay, I did know that. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, so he so, was he was. So I imagine he must have been around. Like, he must yeah, have he was always around, but yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I imagine he must have come. Back wasn't he as well? He was always like back and forth. Obviously, Jerobi mm. was similar. He was always back and forth, in and out. But then yeah. consequences like that. He was just a guy that like was, was dependable. Like they can bring in him, yeah. you know, for shows, especially for the tour aspect of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Like you know, when you need an extra man for a tour. Yeah, I think he only came on came in quite late. I think. Yeah. But um. Like yeah. love movement, so. yeah. I know the beach rounds are like be- sorry, yeah. beach rounds, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so when uh, Q Tip was growing up, he used to make pause tapes. Um, his MC name was uh, Jane Nice, <laughs> Jane Nice. Apparently, it's like a drugs reference, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, do you know what it was, the references to? It was like apparently, like he was saying it. I like, had this in one of his interviews, he was saying, like, um, at the day, he was he was like, like a common. Like, you know how you have people have names like Little Wayne or like Little C's? Like, I think Nice was something. Like, oh, okay. was like, like people, like, it was like the way you like react to drugs. Like, oh, nice. So, yeah, he used to make pause tapes um, when he was young around this time. Um, when Q-Tip was in the ninth grade, his father was sick with emphysema and he was dying in front of him. Mm. So music became like really important to him mm-hmm. around this time. The escape. The escape, exactly. Um, his father ended up dying actually when he was age sixteen. Uh, when he was in high school, but you, you know, I mean, another thing that probably links them together is his tragedy. You know, his father dying sure. really young, and then um, of course, uh, uh, Fife having a brother who died at childbirth. Something yeah, in, definitely. Uh, like, like if, yeah. obviously, we'll get into, but like, I, just, I do remember um, on the documentary how they covered when when mm. Q-Tip's dad died. Mm. Um, pretty sure that pursued the music even further for them to go even further with it oh yeah but it's like it's like really carrying on his legacy as well because he's far yeah. big into music that's it yeah. that's it but it's like with anyone it's like with most musicians a lot of musicians it's the it's the tragedy that's the thing that drives them isn't it mm. and obviously there's no q-tip it'd be no different will he yeah you can tell after that it's like that that was his drive that was his focus he's just watched you know the person probably loves the most yeah. go through that 
So like you said, he'll honour the legacy, and he's gonna. He's probably more motivated than 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 ever once that happens. So like, mm. it's like it's weird, and it? because it's like, obviously you don't want his, you wouldn't want his dad to die, but would he have been the same artist if he would have went through that if he didn't see that? Yeah, it's very true. Actually, it's yeah. always it's always the question to ask with with any yeah. musician. You know the shit they see, shit they go through. They, mm. which is sad, but it's also, you know, you they wouldn't make it who they are today. It's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah it's very true. Um, so when he was in high school, around about the time when his father was really sick, he met Ali Shaheed Muhammad in junior high school, and he asked him to make a mixtape. And Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Uh, wanted to be a DJ from an early age because he saw DJs playing in the schoolyard, which he could see from his fire escape. Um, and Ali Shaheed Mohammed, he didn't have. I'm just going to call him Ali because he's getting really ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when we say Ali, <laughs> Ali, you know, yeah. I'm not, I, I could call him Al, but I think that's bitch as well. I just call him Ali. Could, could call him Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. You might like that. Like Big Hong Al. Maybe I'm sure he Maybe. is. But. Actually, to be fair, we're talking about you know like Q-Tip being a handsome guy. Mm. Like, Ali, oh, yeah. You, you think so? Oh yeah. 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 What about Fife? <laughs> good rapper. Good, good rapper. Good, good Excellent rest, rapper. Rest in, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The five were free. Not do it for you, know. I think. If if I if I was, I would. How drunk would you have to be? No, Jesus. I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, he probably, I'd probably just do it. I'd probably just be a great, if I, what if I was yeah. did, one night stand. Yeah, I'd probably just do it. Just so I'd done it. To be yeah. fair. I mean, is is it him as a famous person or him just like just the way he looks, but he's normal? Well, that's the thing. He might put you on, um, in a yeah. sense. He might, you know, you might start spitting your bars to him, and he might be like, okay, a future, a feature is in your future if right. you suck my dick. Yeah, you can get in one of my songs, or I can get in your yeah. thong. Yeah, bars. Yeah, I'd say go on then, slap it in. But, <laughs> but but I'm not. But if I was, maybe. But you're not. But I'm not. But if I was. But if you was. If I was, yeah. So Al, uh, no, I say it, call him Ali. So Ali, um, <laughs> he uh, he didn't have a yeah, he didn't have great turntables, so he went round to his friends uh, to use his, and um, that really made him focus because he had to try and learn as much as he could because he didn't have much time. And he started to actually get a reputation for DJing. Um, and Q-Tip as well, he was DJing around his time as well. Uh, one of the songs they might have heard going to parties around that time was MC Battle by Busy B and Rodney C. One of the DJs they used to love was uh, DJ Redler, who was a popular radio host at the time. And they used to go to parties as well, and he'd be one of the DJs playing. Right. He was someone everyone but I really looked I up. feel like I, I have heard that name before, actually. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a big um, a big part of their story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ali's uncle worked for Columbia in promotion. Columbia? Oh, Columbia. Oh, okay. Oh, now Columbia. the story the is coming South full South. circle now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, our, man, our man here is, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's got those Colombian roots. Oh, Columbian those Colombian roots, roots, the Colombian hair, yeah, the Colombian yeah. schlong. He's got the lot. Columbia is in his DNA, essentially. In, in my, yeah, it is, it is Boom. Yeah. I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Inside my DNA. But you've just got Columbia inside your DNA. Inside my DNA, man. Yeah. 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 It could be on yours. If... 
<laughs> Regime, Regime Mohammed could be called. <laughs> not not five star. Not not five. No. no. <laughs> uh, uh, only if you uh, <laughs> only if he wants to get you on a feature. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd stick then, to, then okay. is your DNA is his. DNA's all over well, it can't be now, but no, it, no. it could have been. Could have been. Could have yeah. been. Yeah. If it could, I would. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So go over. So uh, yeah, Ali's uncle worked for Columbia, um, Columbia Records in promotion, and he'd go over to his uncle's house because um, his uncle had a four-track tape machine, and he would uh, he would take his pause tapes over. Um, and Q-Tip would come along as well. And the first two uh, records that he actually brought over were something called Ripe and Benita Applebaum. Do I love you? Do I lust for you? Am I a sinner because I do the two? Can you let me know right now, please? Benita Applebaum. Which Q-Tip made when he was just 15 years old. Yeah. Um, he went on to make another version when he was of 18, course. which is the one that okay. we, we hear. But yeah, he started off in his really? 15. That's insane. So, madness, yeah. so, like the original, do you, mm. do you know much about it? So, like, how different were the lyrics? How. I could, I could probably find out. I'm not. I'm not. Do you think there's a? Do you think there is a raw, a raw version available from back then? I doubt it. No, we'll, we'll, I'll get into. There's a, there's quite a bit of unreleased stuff. Because when you think about yeah. it, Beneath Rapper Bomb is it is quite stripped down as a song anyway. It's you yeah. know it's it's all about the, the beats, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So I wonder, mm. wonder if like maybe there was there was more lyrics in it back then maybe, mm. and then he decided to to strip the lyrics down and could be. I think maybe his production style between the ages of like fifteen and eighteen probably yeah. would have been like also having access to an actual studio as well. Like yeah. Probably. So like, do you think that's how? So that was that how old he was when it eventually came out? Uh, eighteen, yeah, eighteen when they did uh, the first album. It's madness, isn't it? That is insane. So yeah. like, why are all the, the greats, you know, the the Nazas and the, the they're, they're all that you know, even like say Joy Joy Badass, he yeah. released nineteen ninety nine, seventeen years old. Yeah. It's mad, like all, all the greats, like, yeah, that is like Naz, Jay Badass, Alexander Arnold, like all of them, <laughs> like, just, just 18. He's not 18 like, no more, bro. Like, he's, no, 19. Is he? Is he? Is he, is he 20? He's got to be 20 now, hasn't he? I, must be, yeah. I think he must be 20. No, he's 19 or 20, I think. I'm sure he is. Still at like, 18, though, in the Champions League. Let's, final, let's not get on to the yeah. whole um, topic of, of who supports the best team. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's just, you're wise there. But the, the point is there, though, the fact yeah. that you just made is... Um, they obviously we we're going to get onto the first album, but it's like, yeah, it's weird that like all the best artists they all have it from when they're young, yeah. And like, obviously, they were doing it from when they were eight or nine, like we said before. Mm. I, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's just like, I don't know if you get that much now, though, do you? I, I just, just <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I like if it's in terms of hip hop, like, no. the youngest people now, like, they're, no. they're getting put on at a young age, they're all like 18, 17. The the, rapper, I think he's quite young, but, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's, he's to shit a little yeah, bit, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that's uh, that's fell off yeah, yeah. magnificently, hasn't it? It's a little, I'm not heard, you know, it'd be a good idea. A podcast reviewing the big day, yeah. tune by tune. Yeah. And, and the amount of comedic enjoyment we get out of that. Let's do it, Let's do it. That's a good plan. I'm, I'm up for that. Let's do it, guys. But, uh, yeah, so also at the high school that they went to, Q-Tip and Ali, 
um, was Mike G and Africa from a group that were going to be the Jungle Brothers. This, this is the point where it all starts to come together. That's cool. And it was really like, it was, I mean, Mike G from the, um, or I think it was, Af no, Mike G from Af of the Jungle Brothers, he is the one who's claimed in interviews. He's the one who put this Native Tongues thing together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and yeah, you can, you can kind of see why. Um, and it was one day when they were all making music together that uh, they were all talking and uh, Mike G goes, oh, yeah, you know, I'll keep it. Do you know, you know my uncle? He's, he's red alert. Because he definitely, he definitely talk like that. He's yeah, like, he's he's like, that, he's yeah. like me out geezer. He's me geezer. He goes, me out geezer. Me uncle is DJ Red Alert. DJ Red Alert. And Q-Tip went, and he went, no, get out of it. And he went, no, no, he's actually He's like, no, I'm serious, mate. No, he's, I'm, I'm serious, serious mate. He's Red Alert. And he's like, you, you have me on him. He goes, no, no, I'm not. I'm not having you on. He's actually DJ Red Alert. And he went, no, no, he's not. No. Don't believe you. Don't believe it. Don't, don't believe, believe it. it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. And he goes, no, he's actually Red Alert. And he goes, no. He, he pulls out his old, his old number. He's got his phone number in the book. He's phone in. He's like, yeah, this is it, geezer. Like, oh my god, geezer. He's like, no, I still don't believe it. He goes, like, here's me on Instagram with the with the. It's not been invented yet. Don't worry. Right, like, here's me next to the fucker. <laughs> this, is, this is red alert. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then and Q-Tip says to him, what? So we were making music all this time, and you never told me your uncle's red alert. You fucking can't. No, you fucking can. you, you <laughs> fucking can't. You that, fucking no. what? But yeah, he, he goes. You might as well have. You might as well. Have. Might. You know, we don't know. We don't know. He didn't call him a cunt. Yeah, we don't know that. No. He may have done, for all we know. For all we know, he did. Q-Tip might, might have been up on his English swear words yeah, back then. Yeah. The guy, he's, he's multicultural, isn't he? So he can probably speak in many different accents. And he, and he yeah. may have spoken like like a Luis Sanchez ripoff. Who knows? Have. He might have, might have been copying my stuff. But he, uh, no, yeah, he said, yeah, what, so what your, your uncle was Mike G. Um, sorry, your uncle's red alert. And he goes, yeah, my uncle's red alert. So, like, <laughs> so... So Mike G's uncle was Red Alert, yeah? Yeah, Mike G's uncle so was Red Alert, yeah. how did... So Q-Tip, he was really into Red Alert? Yeah, he was like a, a DJ everyone was. He was yeah. like a big... He was a d big DJ and a big radio host. Was he so. like... Yeah, do you remember what radio show he was on? Do you know? Uh, I would insure... Yeah. Kiss 98.7 FM. Let's let's just have a look. I'm yeah. quite interested in this because, like... Obviously, watching this hip-hop evolution documentary series... Mm. on netflix which if anyone's hip-hop fan out there like highly recommend mm. because it, it goes in depth on a lot of stuff that you know but mm. also so much stuff i i i did not know about rap that that i know now because of that that whole the whole southern thing i never i mean yeah. never really my kind of style of raps yeah. but still i never that's the thing though like i i thought that yeah and then i'm like shit like some of this stuff i can get into like this, mm. that like goody goody mob obviously everyone knows it's outcast man outcast mm. to me you oh, know. The outcast on the so day, like i'd love yeah. to do an outcast episode so i was gonna be two favorite rap groups all the time and outcast and tribe mm. so like the bit on outcast was good and then you got like goody mob getting covered and then mm. and like the latest season they covered like bounce music and mm. like new orleans i don't know if you watched that yeah one. i did and, like, yeah i like the one where um, you know the slowed down music, the um, screwing shot. I, yeah, the I, slowed down I, I, stuff. I like the... get into that, to be honest. Oh, I mean, yeah. Some of that sounded actually really well, nice. Well, that, yeah. that's related to like uh, Bun B and Pimps, you know, UGK stuff, in yeah, it? And yeah. it's like pe the purple drunk music. Yeah. But um, wait, the, when you just, who was the, there was the, the so this is, this comes back to us, which is why I'm looking up readily, because it's, um, it's the DJ, what was, do you remember the DJ's name on that? Who, uh, who, who invented the slow down music? Oh, see, it was, um, I think it was, it was DJ Screw, actually. It I was think DJ Screw. It, it was yeah. DJ Screw, you're right, yeah. Um, 
yeah so the, the, yeah that, even like this just you could just listen to like you could you know the sample of it like the way yeah. he does it it's you can tell it's um it, that's another thing that's influential isn't it yeah and you listen to mumble rap and and mm. i don't like calling it mumble rap but you listen to the, the stuff of today that like trap music and that yeah. trap rap it's like that's that that's the influence there isn't it oh definitely that's the evolution of it yeah so yeah red alert he um so apparently he was the architect of universal zulu nation mm. so like you hear a lot about it's cute talking about zulu nation don't you yeah um do you know much about zulu nation we'll get on to it um there's there's some things that i'd like to know more about zulu nation and some things i wouldn't yeah um so okay. apparently, yeah, rather late, he was the architect of, of the Zulu Nation, um, mm-hmm. which we'll obviously, you know, we'll discuss. So like people like, so he came up from, he was Bronx based. So that's what my, I was wondering where he was based. So he's based in the Bronx. And he went, he had uh, radio shows up against MC Shan and Marley Marlon, the Juice crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says he played a vital role in the Bridge Wars, so beginning in 86. So if you don't know much about hip hop, uh, do you know much about the, the bridge yeah, was? Yeah, the bridge, yeah. the bridge is over. Of course, so like, one and down, yeah. <clears throat> to me, obviously, one of the greatest uh, diss tracks of all time. Mm. So much so that, so I went to New York I was last about year. To say, yeah, that, yeah, so I liked your, um, your old picture. With That's you, it. So over, yeah. I put a picture of me at the Brooklyn Bridge, and obviously the caption was once the bridge is over. Just because uh, I, I think that's one of the greatest uh, diss tracks of all time. But yeah, DJ Red Alert involved heavily in 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 that whole so we you can tell he's important important figure in hip-hop yeah he was like a massive figure at the time and i think that is why like q-tip was just like yeah how could like everyone listening to his show how could you not tell us well that's what i'm beginning to realize with q-tip yeah he's got his he's he always has and he, and he does to this day he's just got his pulse on it he's mm-hmm. on his everything like he's so aware of like what's what's you know what's happening right now what oh, is yeah. good right now he's got his ear to the pulse in a way, and even when he was what, how old he was there? Did you say seven, sixteen? He was sixteen. Yeah, been around those, those so when he was sixteen, he clearly had his, his ear to the pulse then, yeah. because he knew what was who was a good DJ, yeah. and he wasn't. Definitely, he had he had a, he had his foot in what was going on now, and mm. very much his foot on what was happening. You know what was happening in the past as well. For sure, yeah, yeah. So um, and Tribal Quest, they'd eventually go on to be signed to Red Alert's management company, Red Alert Productions. Um, someone else who also would be working with Red Alert um, and got their start from Red Alert was Chris Lighty, born Daryl Stephen Lighty. He was born on the eighth of May, nineteen eighty. Sorry, nineteen sixty-eight. Um, he was say, <laughs> yeah, quite a young, uh... quite a young. Yeah, he was not not currently born at this point. In the <laughs> that would be some <laughs> matrix shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> would be. Yeah. <coughs> Altered Carbon, new season coming a couple of weeks. Is that, is that in Matrix or something? Yeah, it's a sci-fi show. I don't know. So he was part of a of a crew um, called The Violators, uh, which I don't know why he'd want to call himself The Violators. Like, uh, mm, it's a bit my, rapey. Yeah, I was about to say, here's my crew, The Rapists. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what, oh, we're called The, uh, the um, we're called The Annihilators. <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah. Not, yeah, imagine they, yeah, imagine if they were like trying to pick up women, they wouldn't say... What's your group name? Oh, what's your, what's your, oh, I'm just with my crew to violate. Is you with what? Oh, I'm going home. Like, imagine you must have to say something like you'd have to make it up. You'd have, have to, to make say it something up. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. I'm with I'm with uh, I'm with the um the Bobcats. Oh, yeah. fair play. Yeah, the top cats. Maybe the old top cats. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
So, um, so he was with the Violators slash Plop Cash. Um, <laughs> so he was part of a group called uh, the Violators Chris Lighty. Um, and he used to cra- carry crates for Red Alert. And the Violators would actually uh, provide protection. Imagine like, hiring a security firm. Oh, who's the security tonight? Oh, the Violators. Oh, 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 yeah, that's the uh, the opposite of what I need right now is yeah. is violation in 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 my in my vicinity. Yeah, I don't feel very secure. Yeah. Violate what? Yeah. Like I said again, they obviously didn't make it. Imagine right making the payroll slips to go. Oh, have you have you played security out? Oh no no yeah no. Did you do that for me? Yeah yeah. What what are, what are they called? Oh, violators limited. What? <laughs> what? Oh, ridiculous. No, I would. Uh, I probably wouldn't hire them just, ba- hire just them. based on that name. No, like, if they made <clears throat> if they made a little bit of money, I don't know how with that name. Like. Yeah. So, um, so Lighty went on the road with Keris One and uh, oh. Boogie Down Productions. Cool. cool. Um, and legendary hip hop figure. Oh yeah, and they and they became close to the uh, the Boogie Down Productions and Violators. Um, and he was actually present the day when Scott the Rock was shot. Killed outside of his high bridge. Who um, was present? Uh, Chris Lighty. Sorry, he yeah. was. Yeah. Chris Lighty was present um, at the day that Scott the Rock was killed. No, no. Outside of his high bridge house. That's moment of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I implore everyone to listen to a uh, Criminal Minded by Booby Brown Productions. I need to because that, that is um, awesome. one of the best rap albums of all time. Mm. Like, that's to me. I mean, KRS One is. Um, He's got two great albums. He's got Return of the Boom Bap mm. from, from the early 90s and then the late 80s was Criminal Minded and that was, that was like, so I attribute them, Boogie Bound Productions, Boogie Down Productions and Eric B and Rakim as introducing the more lyrical content to rap, so the lyricism, that was when it first started and like to this day, if you listen to that album and you listen to uh, Pay Them Full, Eric B and Rakim, it's um it still holds up like it's I don't think it's dated, and mm. I was I usually put Rakim and Keras one like up to up, quite high up on my list of rappers and it's because like if you listen to that shit now and um, mm. it's still boom bappy or whatever but it, it doesn't sound dated and they're like the they're like the pioneers of like lyrical rap in my mm. opinion. Did you put Slick Rick on there as well? I put Slick Rick on there and mm. so that's another part. So that was a podcast that we want to do in itself mm. and who knows we might we may even record that. Yeah. Later, if we have the time, slick Rick podcast. No, my rappers. Oh, my oh top fifty rappers. Top fifty, yeah. I'm not down for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I need. To, I, I will check that out as well. Actually, that now. Yeah, sure. check Criminal Mind. That one, mm-hmm. and you're like you, you might. You said the bridge is always is definitely on there. Mm-hmm. as what we talked about before. We'll put in the description all these recommendations. As yes, well, we will. We will come on no, quite a lot. I've even better. So I'm going to play. I'm going to play a song Criminal Minded. Yeah. And that was a song from Criminal Minded. I don't know which one yet. <laughs> that, that, well, you let me know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll sling it in there. But uh, yeah, but um, but yeah. So yeah, Chris Lighty was working with Red Alert around this time. So Q-Tip used to make demos, um, and 
And the Jungle Brothers used to make demos, and one of them was um, Black is Black, which he showed to Red Alert. Um, and, uh, yeah, Red Alert would, would be playing the songs on his uh, radio show because he was looking for the up-and-coming artists okay. and also looking for people to sign to his management uh, deal as well. Right. And eventually, um, Jungle Brothers, they got their own recording contract and they were about to make their album. Yeah. Uh, Black is Black would, would go on to be on it. So what time frame are we looking at? Is this is, late 80s? Yeah, this is 1989. 89. That, that's at least when the album came out. So Jeez. I imagine it was a oh, sorry. So do you think Jungle Brothers, were they like the first, at the, you know, the forefront for the, yeah. uh, the native songs? They were the ones that probably the uh, most likely to make it. Or maybe just the first to come they, they, for they, that, but that style. They say it off, yeah. That, yeah, I think that, that, that yeah. is why Mike G said, like, like he does say, in, he said in an interview, like, he started the whole jungle, the, the whole Native Tongues thing because he was the one who introduced everyone right. to Red Alert. And okay. he, they were the first group to release an album as well. And, and on the album was Black is Black, which um, the first single, I believe. Oh, Super to tune. Oh, great song. Yeah. And uh, as we know, Q-Tip's on that song. A young, very young Q-Tip. A very young Q-Tip. That was the first record he actually was on. Uh, first time he ever heard himself on radio was on. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. First time he ever heard himself uh, on radio um, was on that song. And uh, on the song, he originally said, oh, I'm from a group called Quest. It was actually Africa from the Jungle Brothers. Um, at that time, he said, no, you should call it uh, a tribe called Quest. Seriously? Yeah, he's the one who gave him the name. That is insane. Never, never knew that. that yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. So he's quite a, mm. he was quite a smart, smart man when it comes to, to the to hip-hop then, isn't it? When oh, the th- movements. Because like the Jungle Brothers, yeah. not a lot of people know about them. You don't get enough love, yeah. in my opinion. I'd um, say of, of the big three in the native tongues, you'd say Jungle Brothers, Tribe and Dela. Jungle Brothers so. probably are the least known, I'd yeah. say. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not unknown, obviously, but they are probably the least like, popular, mm. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So who, who else have we got in there, though? Obviously. Oh, we'll, get to that. we'll get to that when we get to the, the native tongues. There's quite a few. There, there's like two generations of the native tongues. Yeah, I, I think, think so. There is, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'd definitely say Jungle Brothers kicked it off, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, he one thing that um, Africa was big on was uh, say what your name is, say a group's name, and then spit your verse. Great, great marketing. It know? is, um, and that's also like a lost, a lost art in, in a way oh, in the yeah. current generation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But you used to hear that shit quite a lot back then, mm. and it probably helped. Like even when it comes to like say. <laughs> I know, like it's a little bit different, but like Big L, like you hear yeah. Big L on 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 lifestyles of the poor and dangerous. Mm. Um, when he's literally just shouting out, I think what, what song is it? Um, when he's just shouting out every. On the end of uh, put it on. He's um he's. Put on, put it on. Yeah. Um, it's also another song on there. Just um, it, uh, gets me. Oh, right when now. he's going in all the M and M. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, and he's literally. It, it might be. It might yeah. be the graveyard. When he's just spitting for like a minute straight, shouting out all like yeah. the different crews and that, and it's like. Yeah, that's just quite quite a lot of starts. It is, yeah, it's, and again, but spreading the wealth among. It does the, spreads the wealth, yeah. spreads the word. It, it puts them on, like yeah. I don't know, is is rap in a way right now a little bit a little bit selfish in a way. Like yeah. the reason I, I well, you still sit with like you know you know more about it than me, but like with like the underachievers and with like well that's that's what I was getting to. So the likes of alive. the likes of Dreamville and yeah, the likes Dreamville. of Beast Coast so yeah. that that that's still there. But it's a dying art in a way, yeah. in a way, because it's so popular and because the labels are so so hands on with them. It's like I'm gonna, you know, internalize you. I'm gonna pick you out to be the star, and then that's it. Mm. But rappers never wrote that, and, and it shows here, like what it was about was community yeah. and the native tongues. It was just it was a community, in it? And that's where Definition, it started. Definition of community, mm. yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, that's where they got their name. Um, it was around about this time that Jungle Brothers actually met De La Soul at a gig, and after that, De La Soul they after that Jungle Brothers introduced Tribe to uh, to De La Soul. Any and, idea of the gig? Uh, <laughs> what do you think it could be? Either been Woody Cullen, <laughs> um, the Violators, Violators, uh, Run DMC, or yeah. Chaz and Dave. One of <laughs> one of those, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but it's but it's unaware which Chaz and Dave gig that they met. Mm. But after, after you, we, you were probably there in spirit. At, I was, I was there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. I would have been Chaz and Dave groupie. I was, I was there. Backstage. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. rabbit, rabbit. Um, but yeah, so they met De La Soul at the gig, and afterwards they introduced Tribe to De La Soul. But apparently, Tribe and De La Soul they became friends instantly. Like there was an instant connection yeah. between the two. It was like if they were on Love Island, they they would like couple up first night. You know what's cool? Like I never realised it quite sort of happened like this. You know the way it's it, you you describe it, how organic it is. It's oh, like. Yeah. You know, you're meeting at a gig and you become friends. Like that's just that's the kind of stuff we do, which we have yeah. done with people. And like I know I've done with a lot of people, and I'm still close, some of my closest friends are meeting at gigs and yeah. festivals. And it's like for like artists and that, you, you never you'd never sort of expect that. And yeah, I don't know if that would that would be the case now. Yeah. I don't know. Just because you know, there's there's a lot of ego in the way. Yeah. Ego, ego got you tripping yeah. in my mind. But there's a lot of like ego in the way with it. Yeah. Um, but like it's just cool. it's cool to hear that like, they're just like sort of like normal people and they're, they're just meeting like that. Yeah, you know? it is, and I think it, like comedy and um, music are the similar things. You hear those stories like yeah, people meeting young and then that's how like collaboration happens. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Strong bonds. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I like it was all of these people. They were um, in terms of like the ego thing. They were all. You know, they all came from nothing. No sure. one was like they all self-made people. So I imagine, yeah, they all had the same goal. They all wanted to to, to get to the same place. They probably all helped to work, help each but other. But I, out. you know, like obviously, so we're going to we're going to talk about native tongues in a second mm. and what it represents, that sort of thing. Mm. But the, so like these, obviously, they grew up in like Queens and that sort of thing, and they probably mm. grew up in the ghetto in the hood, mm. but. With these, so you obviously you got the hardcore hip hop, um, mm. in terms of you know gangster rap, obviously. Mm. But did the likes of Q Tip Five did, did they ever experience anything like that? You know, like the the hood side of it, the ghetto side of it. So Five never really spoke about it, but Q Tip he said in interviews, like especially the Drinks Champs one, he was talking about Kanye, and how Kanye was like, you know, when he did his rant about ah oh, Jay Z, I know you got killers. Q-Tip said something along the lines of, like, um, you know, we, we all know about all this stuff. We all yeah. know it went on. So he sort of hinted at there that maybe. Um, and uh, Q-Tip possibly, I think. Possibly. Yeah. I don't want to – I can't say any uh, – if there was to anyone who would maybe have experienced yeah. anything like that, maybe Q-Tip. But yeah. I, I, I'm not – yeah, that just would hear You don't know because you uh, weren't there, obviously, but it's there, like yeah. – And, I, again, like, researching this, there, they, there is – there's so many like there's not a lot sort of written about they they keep their private lives really private, yeah they try to call quest um yeah. and it's another respectable thing no and that's another mm-hmm. thing you, you kind of respect about but i feel like when you do reach that certain like that certain um type of fame it's like when you reach a little bit of the fame like that you mm-hmm. still probably are kind of protected in a way and like the yeah, you know yeah. from your community maybe they're not toting like guns and like killing people and that but mm-hmm. There's from obviously from where they're from, it was uh, like you said, it's a, it was it was hard living, wasn't it? Yeah, so the, yeah. the probably like 
they are rough to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but it was just good to have that in. Um, yeah. It was just good to have that, that different side of, 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 of rap, wasn't it? And yeah. then just about killing and, and murdering people. Well, that's, that's yeah, exactly. And, um, well, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, Straight Out of the Jungle came out, I think, it's a few months after Straight Out of Compton. And so, again, yeah, it was like gangster rap was starting to, and that's when hip hop really like came into its commercial. Like, that's when it really started to take off around that time. And so, that is probably what people were associating hip hop with. Do you think Straight Out of Jungle then, or was that, was that just a play on words of Straight Out of Compton? I was you think I, I'm starting to think it might have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't, they've never, I've never, I've, they may be. Um, mm. interesting, I, it makes sense if it was, yeah. yeah. Um, one well, in terms of actual Q tip and Queens, um, I think that's what Q tip actually stands for the Q and Q tips for Queens. Can't remember what the tips for probably the, the, the bell, the, the penis, yeah, the, penis, the, penis. Yeah, the bell end, right? But the bell end, but did you have Pfeiffer actually? Fife dog, um, that's he's actually named after a Fife, which is a small. Penis. Small penis. No, you probably had a massive one. Second. I've written it down here actually. Oh, here it is. But did you actually know that Fife Dog um, actually takes his name after an instrument, uh, the Fife, which is a small flute used in military and marching bands, and the fact that it's small ref reflects his size. Oh, well. Five foot assassin, you know. I so never knew that. There's a play on that, yeah. And also in that song, uh, We Got the Jazz. When he says oh, tune. banger of a song, and when he gets when he um when he says when we got the jazz and after these horns uh, you can check out the fifer and that's when okay the fife the fife playing comes in. So I wonder if that's it's like a play on words. Yeah. So pay attention, it's not hard to decipher, and after the horns you can check out the fifer. It's mad don't know how many instruments there actually are, and you like you can just keep discovering them. Like yeah. everyone just knows the standard, yeah. you know, the standard instruments. But then you like, if you look into it, there's a lot of instruments. There's a lot of instruments. Yeah. Interesting. So like, did he name himself? So obviously, did explain why he named himself after because mm. it's small in stature. Yeah, small in stature. Yeah, like a play. Yeah. Do you think he played it? Do you think Fife played the Fife? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> In his childhood, potentially. Could have, yeah. Those, those, yeah, recorded lessons, you know, a bit of a hot cross bum on the old Fife. Yeah. <laughs> Scarnhead Fife. <laughs> Those your words. <laughs> <laughs> Fife's got a Scarnhead. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in old pieces. So around this time when Q-Tip was making pause tapes, um, he was with Jerobi when he actually found a drum beat on a Lonnie Liston Smith song called Spinning Wheel, which would go on to be a drum beat used for Can I Kick It? What a legendary drum beat it is as well. Legendary drum beat. Wasn't that also Lou Reed? Uh, Lou Reed was used in that song, yeah. That was the like the, the bass, the boom. Bang, bang. Isn't it taken around the wild side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Walk on the wild Walk side. Walk on the yeah, wild side, yeah. sorry. Yeah, but so like, was she the original? Oh, yeah. Uh, so he, he used quite a few samples did for he, it, actually. Like, actually, Q-Tip. We'll talk about it more. It comes in more in the last. Well, that's the thing with yeah. the Travers, we'll talk about more. Mm. They were like the kings of grabbing samples from oh, everywhere, yeah. which is why they were so good. And, and one of the things that, again, made them really quality was the innovation. Q-Tip was one of the first people to layer different drum beats. Mm. Or, I mean... I think he was. People said he was one of the first people to layer different drum beats yeah. uh, in a hip hop record. Okay. Like originally, mm -hmm. you take a drum sample, but Q Tip, he would take more than one. He'd yeah. take drums from here, drums from there, and like combine them together, yeah. which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
So Q-Tip used to make demos at Ali's house, and uh, he kept encouraging Fife to come round for years to like to record. And he kept when when he was like working on it, he just kept saying to Fife, "Come on, come on, record, Fife." And Fife, he he was the one who introduced um, Q-Tip to actually rhyming. He's the one who said to Q-Tip, "You yeah. should rhyme." And, and then the opposite was happening. Yeah. So when he started rhyming, and then like Fife's like Q-Tip's inviting him round. Yeah, it's quite interesting dynamic. Like already, like the the. <laughs> Basically, brothers aren't doing anything about it. Like. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's in a documentary. There's a great line where where Fife said, "Um, I I introduce Q-Tip to the game, and Q-Tip introduced me to the paper." Yeah, Which I think it sums it up. Just yeah, that's a, that's like a that. perfect quote. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. And also, um, Q-Tip's the one who taught uh Fife stru- song structure mm. as well. He's the one who taught him like how to structure songs. He was. Do you think Fife was hesitant maybe um, to to record, or do you think he just was like? Because it, it wasn't in his, his thought process, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think what it was is it just he wasn't thinking of thinking of it as a viable. He didn't see how commercially like mm. yeah, just how commercially viable it could be. He didn't think yeah. he could make a living doing it. Yeah, you know? and I, I think that was it. He literally like especially for him because he's probably like yeah, I don't know. So like we talked about QQ Tit was a fan of, but so Fife was the fan of Run DMC as well, was he? Oh yeah, they everyone they, yeah, they, they all were. were. Yeah, so yeah. They, they were all bang into the early early days of hip-hop then mm. okay right so it's how you think but it's there then it's there for the taking isn't it so mm. q-tip probably had to like maybe convince him and he was just like mm. you you don't realize maybe how good you are yeah i know definitely probably yeah probably i mean one of the most people talk about biggie being a really influential rapper for being self uh bringing self-deprecation into hip-hop i think i think five dog for me is is the best one, the best self deprecating. Oh yeah, and he really you could tell that he probably is quite insecure. Oh, but yeah, that seeks through all of their songs, man. Like everything when it comes to and like it's weird. Even like his his stature, like he rhymes a lot about his height. And as a small person, like I I can kind of relate to that. Relate to that, you know, when he talks about and it's just like. He's talking about like, but he, you know, he talks a lot about girls in, in the bars. Yeah. But he's just like kind of getting girls, and he's just like obviously yeah. he's he's been through this all all, all the shit. And but you know, you're so right. Like I just get a sense of insecurity when it comes to to Fife and his rhymes, oh, yeah. and that's when that's when it. I think that's when music's most relatable. Mm. You know, you can have your club bangers and you can have all that stuff, but you know, you need you need the substance. You need you need the thing that 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 makes you makes you tick and that you can relate to. Yeah. And with, with Fife Dog, it's like he, he was that and, and then some, like he was that and then some more. Mm. That's why like, we've we've said this to each other and we will, but for me, Fife Dog, he was the best MC in, in Tribe and oh, yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and I just want to say is that I'm, I'm glad and I hope the Five Dog didn't watch Love Island because, like, I've been watching that. And, <laughs> That's and- so weird because my mum was uh, <laughs> my mum was watching it, yeah, and she she asked me like, "Has Lou been watching it?" And my response, oh. my response was probably. Oh yeah, I watched it this morning before I came. Say, <laughs> go, go and have a discussion <laughs> with the virus shortly. No, but like, I'm watching Love Island, right? Like, all the all the geezers go on about. Oh, I want a guy who's tall. I want a guy who's tall. Like, there's this geezer on it, right? He says his name is actually Naz. Sound, <laughs> his name is that he's actually nice right sound this geezer on there yeah. best personality like he's an attractive lad and he's single like been single the whole time mm-hmm. because he's fucking small yeah that's the only reason it's, it's like it oh. is honestly in my opinion the whole like like being fat and chubby thing that's not even a thing anymore because they're all into like i just want to i want a dad bod who's got a beard and i'm like 
That's is that I'm really saying. your taste? Yeah. But when it comes to height, it's a you fucking heightists. You heightists. It took me three <laughs> three years or something stupid to get someone a, a girl that really that, that likes me, and she's actually the same size as me, and a little bit taller, and she's wearing the heels. But she doesn't give a shit. But that shit is rare. And I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt that <laughs> you hide us in the square in the hell in the cell, Matt. You hide us. You're gonna get it because. When the master of disaster and the sense come raining down on your ass, we will prove without a shadow of a doubt, son, that you hide us. You actually haven't got what it takes. And that's the bottom line. Because Fight Dog said so. Yeah. I think it was interesting with Fife Dog because he does meant we'll get onto it, but he there's a few wrestling references in his a few, bars, I'm sure it's it like, maybe a Kurt Angle reference in I there, I think. I, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of Kurt Angle references. In hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was at MF Derby Scarface. No, is it Scarface? It was, I listened it, to one this morning. That that, yeah. That one you said be where, What is our face? So yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, Zarface meets Metal Face. That's MF the one. Doom and yeah, Zarface. Mm. I listened to another one today. I think it was it was Talib. Yeah. You know you were talking before about the yeah, about yeah. the bars. Yeah, Talib, yeah, um, it was like two thousand seven. Yeah. That album Eardrum. Um and he yeah, does a Kurt Angle bar now as well. And I'm just like, what? They, they all they all they all fuck with Kurt, don't they? Dixie I mean, Carter going mad, like, Dixie fucking... Carter's in bits. <laughs> Mate, the title was like fucking like it's one booking session away from being on to Celeb Quali, You know what I've got to show you is <laughs> Dixie Carter was on some so this is it it's gonna blow your mind. Right. I think it's Deck or Ant. Yeah. Yeah, Dech, Arvant and Dech, Dech yeah. Donnelly is his name. Yeah. His cousins with Dixie Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know, like, those yeah. ancestors, you know, like, ancestry yeah. shows? Haven't they got a TV show where they do, like, the like the ancestors and they hunt down there? And, yeah, 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 like, yeah. who do you think you are? Is that what it's called? I think so, BBC. Yeah, ITV yeah. show. Yeah. Dixie Carter was on it, and I watched it on YouTube full episodes. I was like, what, what crossover is this? <laughs> it's insane. Oh, my goodness. How do people know who Dixie Carter is in this country? They probably don't. They were just knew her <laughs> yeah, as this like yeah. random billionaire. But to me, I was like, I just knew who it was. Hmm? She'd been in there, but Dixie Carter. Yeah, really? her family are. Like, I know. Family, well, millionaire, yeah. but multi-millionaire. But oh, okay. and uh, Jesus thinks, and I wonder if like Fife Dog or Q-Tip that you know they've got a long lost relative in, in the wrestling community. He he was on one of them shows actually, uh, Q-Tip, one of them ancestry shows. But, he was, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think I can't. I will I'll insert it. I'll probably play a clip of it here. So Alabama's about as far as you can Alabama, go. with my mom's side. With yeah. your mom's side. And that's like most of us. We mm-hmm. maybe can go back to Alabama or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or What do you know about your mother's line? Your mother, her mother, her mother. What do you know about them? Not much, but I know that in my baby picture, like, when I was born, I looked, I looked very Asian. Yeah, you know, she looks a little Asian. What does that mean? She has a little, a little Asian look about her. And we're back. Yeah. And we're back. But no, yeah, but I don't know about Fife, actually, no, but yeah. No, Q-Chip was, yeah. And but, who, was he released to anyone, like, of, of worth noting, or? Uh, we know from the clip, aren't you? Okay. Yeah. Or if, if there is anyone, I'll, I'll, I'll say it here. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if you relate to the big show. Imagine if it <laughs> <laughs> has a random. You're <laughs> 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 the same age, like. You never know. How old would the big show? I guess you'd be like the same age as Q-Tip. Mm. Remember, Lou, we're all related in some way. We're related in some way, mate. We're, we're all incest in some way. Yeah. 
some more than others, but yeah. 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 I think I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something I don't know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something that nice when you were asleep, eh? Oh, no. You don't know about. Oh, uh, oh the violators. <laughs> <laughs> the violators, definitely. Violators, mate. Oh, I need to How, put... are, they, how are they getting SIA badges? Fucking <laughs> 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 violators. I really want to put a picture there, Fashion, all right. Oh, yeah, I Google, I Google search is needed. What's the violators? Chris, I wonder what comes up. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know Chris Lighty's dead now? I was just about to say rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, I was. I was. I was going to pee up at the time though. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. That's all right. I, I forgot to research when he died. Two thousand five. I'd say. Like. Oh, where he is? Yeah. Yeah. Would you? When he was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Would you now? Well, you can't. Well, now, you can't but... now. No. If I could, I would. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to name the podcast if I could? I could, I would, yeah. That's that's the side segment. So, yeah, they were all friends, Dela and Jungle and Tribe. And this is the time when they formed the group, the Native Tongues. The Native Tongues comes from a record by a group called uh, New Birth. Um, Q-Tip was in Africa's house and um, they were just sampling and stuff and then they heard this record and uh, Native Tongues was like a repeated phrase on it and Q-Tip like, kept cutting it. And then I think it was, it was either Africa or Q-Tip said that's that's what we should call, call a group Native Tongues because um, it's people that speak in their own language that's indigenous uh, to the people that speak that language. Hmm. And so then they could call those... So essentially it's a universal language. So talking about yeah, hip-hop is a universal language. You, It's a language that's native to the people who speak. Like It's sure. something that only the people in native tongues like, could, like, you know... Relate to. Relate to, yeah. yeah. And they say, like, we can call records that we all do together native tongues instead of putting... Like all of all of our names on there. Is that the first sort of? Uh, it's like a supergroup in a way, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's the first supergroup in hip hop? In hip hop, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of of really. Obviously, you probably had collabs of groups, mm. maybe, but I think that's the first time that that's a supergroup like that had come together, mm. and honestly maybe one of one of the best so mm. this is this is how influential they this is why they probably are so for me i absolutely mm. love supergroups in hip-hop like that's my thing so we talked about before beast coast which is like mm. pro era the underachievers mm. um flacco zombies mm. uh so that that's then that's a super group there called beast coast mm. and they released released an album last year it's called escape from new york mm. and i remember listening to one of their interviews and um, they were like, so who, like, you so use basically like the new Wu Tang, right? Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, um, we want to be compared to Native Tongues. That's sick, that. Yeah. That's and sick. It's, and you can tell because when yeah. you, you look at their, like, so you've got like a cipher, which I've, I've shown you, haven't I? You, you, you really like the, yeah. like the, the railing tool, like the trippy sort of um, psychedelia. Yeah. But with Native Tongues, they started actually like all like the, 
And honestly, that was one of the things that like sort of gravitated me towards them. It wasn't it was the music and it was the message that was amazing. Mm. There's also like the artistry involved, and, like all like the psychedelia and the mm. trippy clothing and, and that sort of thing. Mm. So that's why I think they must be the first supergroup in hip hop because if, if people like that and then um, there's obviously other supergroups in hip hop that they, they all look to native songs as like the forefront, the pioneers. What about? It was ah, oh, there was one group that I was actually doing research for this. I think there was a group around maybe just a few years before that. Uh, the Juice Crew were they? The Juice Crew were they? Were they a super group? Were they? Because oh, I, I have heard of them. Called, yeah, they were around like just slightly before maybe. Yeah. So hip hop the... collective, yeah. So yeah, that, super... I'd, I'd call them more of a collective than a super sure. group, but yeah. Oh, sure, same, so, same, yeah, similar. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So you are right, Kane, yeah. Bismarck, Kane. yeah. Okay, yeah. Juice Crew. Yeah. So did they actually release any, like, music together? or? Cause I know they did a lot of features, yeah. didn't they? Like, um... With Juice Crew. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't remember, like, Big Daddy Kane and Bismarck being on. Cool G Rap was in it too. Okay, yeah. that that's pretty cool. Maybe I, they were just before then. They yeah. must have been. They, they were literally, they were literally they, they, yeah, literally like a few years, like 68, yeah. wasn't it? So like it says, like, or... it, it says they started in 83 to yeah. 91. All right. It's interesting. Yeah. Legacy. So in 1998, Naz was quoted in an interview saying, Growing up in Queensbridge, it was Marley Marlin, the juice crew that gave rap N word like myself. Hope that there was another life beyond our hood. I'm glad we're on the same page with the use of the N word in this this episode. It's good to get this out of the way soon. <laughs> well, well, this... well, Lou, I'm I'm as white as a sheet, <laughs> and you know you could get away with it a quarter, but you know if you went on if you went on a sunbed maybe, but let's not let's not even go there. No, let's not go there. So he said he made us believe that although we came from those wild streets, we still had a chance to save our lives. So I guess maybe these were the first. You're right. That that was good thinking. Yeah. Um, cool G Rap also is an absolutely one of the most influential MCs, underrated rapper. Mm. He was on my top fifty list. Oh yeah. So was Big Daddy Kane. Oh, Big really, Daddy Kane's yeah. Fucking Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. And I, you, so I've heard of the Juice Crew before, and I yeah. think I've heard of it on on Hip Hop Evolution oh, documentary. Yeah. Naz shouts him out as well on the um, I think on a recent album as well. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he was just quoted. Yeah. Well, um, again, from Queen Bridge area, like yeah. uh, like tribe. Yeah. And Naz. So maybe. Maybe these were their sort of like they looked at they looked oh, at yeah. the juice crew so native tongue looked at the juice crew and like right we need our version of that but something totally different yeah yeah that's at the, end, the alternative to it, wasn't it? like it was, definitely yeah. it is because at the end of the, so like these were quite these were smooth so big daddy Kane, could you rap smooth but they were kind of like also streeters at the same time and like mm-hmm. they were you know they were all about women and mm-hmm. and fucking bitches basically um, but like you said. Uh, native songs they brought something totally different something that's never been seen before mm. which we can get on to so yeah the native tongue the native tongues comes from that new birth song and they became known as the native tongues and they were inspired by african bambada and the zulu nation um african bambada founded the zulu nation who were a music oriented a, a music orientated youth organization which formed in the 1970s yep. in the South Bronx amongst poverty and gang violence. Um, so, obviously, if you don't know much about Africa, Mbaita, he is mm-hmm. essentially the reason there is hip-hop right now. He's so one of the most influential figures. Yeah, so people accredit him to the birth of hip-hop, um, rightly so, um, because he... I mean, basically, the Zulu Nation was the, was the first movement. It was about peace, love, unity, and having fun for those in the ghetto. Yes. And eventually onwards to all those who supported other culture. 
so that's a really good point at the end of that about hip hop. It's like, okay, you might not be from the ghetto, but if you are supportive of the culture, you, you are the culture, and that gets a lot. I think that gets a. It, it, admittedly, even to say someone who I love, we both love, like a J Cole, for instance, and it's like he talks a lot about <clears throat> you know white people and and liking rap and blah blah blah. And no name as well as a as a rapper that she she you know she basically doesn't like white people in in a, in a way and it's like okay I get it but the whole the whole thing that was started here in the movement in the Zulu Nation was about if you're supportive of the culture then you can, and you you know you providing the peace the love the unity then you are also part of it. Exactly yeah and um and I I was just about to say actually yeah he's a mentor of peace love and unity and having fun. Uh, peace unity yeah, and peace unity and having fun is what basically the um the native tongues um and tribe called quest they um yeah that that's basically the ethos they went by so it says the members of the, of the zulu nation so we get back to that most of the time but the members here uh dj cool here q-tip uh five 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 freddy curtis blow lord jamar cool mode d ice t ice cube immortal technique Mm. Big Boy, Ad Rock from Beastie Boys, uh, Ninth Wonder, Jam Master J, Fife Dog. So, like, obviously, these are all different time periods. But... I, mean, I imagine that's just like note, yeah, notable. Memory. I mean, it's a, a large, like, you know. It's a, it's well, I'm just thinking it's the, yeah, so like it starts with Lambata, mm. but that's, these are the people that took it under the wing. And, like, yeah, obviously, you remember, yeah, you remember Q Tip when he's like Zulu Nation. Yeah. He's, he spouts that. Um, and album Last Zulu, he called his, one of his albums as well. Exactly. And yeah, with like hiding a mortal technique of all people, like he's obviously way after these people. He's not in their their sort of lane. He's just underground hip hop, like early two mm. thousands. But even he's a part of it. Mm. So it must. It's not just. I don't think it's a case of like it was just a group. It's more a movement. It's and a state, it, it's, state of mind. That's it's a state of mind. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And well, sometimes, like you said, mm. sometimes a state of mind. Sometimes state of mind. Oh, we'll get back onto that bit. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, Africa Rambada used to be part of a gang called the Black Spades before he realised gang violence wasn't the way. And again, yeah, Form Zulu Nation, Mantra stood for peace, unity and having fun. And um, recently he's had some sexual abuse allegations. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll move on. Jesus. Any any deets? Any um, juicy details? Any gossip, you know? I... I... It's one of them where it was like, you know, like what Michael Jackson has told me is that don't look too well. No, actually, not what R. Kelly has told me <laughs> because Michael Jackson. I don't know if he definitely done it. R. Kelly. I well, think, you would, you would, you yeah. would say that. Well, the thing is, I reckon like don't look too far into something because you're gonna, your heart's gonna be broken. Yeah, don't it, don't like, look down, don't go down that rabbit hole. I started researching Africa Bambard. Do you know what the first Google search was? What? Africa Bambada, sexual abuse allegations. Well, this comes back to a huge, a really big point for me, which I I really do have trouble with. Mm. I always have trouble with, and it's, um, can you, do you separate the art from the artist? Exactly, yeah. And do do you, though? That's the question. You do, you do. I couldn't, you can't listen to Chuck Berry, Elvis, Mm. John Lennon, all the Beatles have done done some shady shit. Really? Uh, Rolling Stones. Tribe? tribe or talk about any sex yeah. tribe um which is it, it is annoying and it's like but the thing is the more like the older i get and the more music taste matures it's like 
I'm having a harder t- harder time doing that. Like not not. I still will try and do that to me to me utmost. But I don't know if I find someone that's a dickhead. It does make me like them less as an artist. And that's why I love Justin Timberlake because he's just a lovely dude. <laughs> And Chaz and Dave. And he's a sexy piece of art. He's a sexy piece rest, of art. Rest in peace, Chaz Peacock. Uh, well, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Chaz Hodges. Chaz Hodges, Peacock, you, you Dave. Know, oh, I think you know it's Chaz Hodges. Dave, well. Dave Chaz Peacock, Hodges. Rest, oh, in, pe- rest in pieces. Complete opposite. They're not in pieces. They're you pulled the... No, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the song? Uh, <laughs> L- Anything I ever done, yeah. I only done for yeah. you. That's the one. Now you can go and do just what, what you wanna do. do. I'm telling you, seems to think that everything I ever did was wrong. You should have known it all along. Yo, darling, there ain't no raising you. There's another big influence. I, I on tribe. On tribe, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um I think there's quite a crossover between tribe and Chaz and Dave. Oh, just, you know, that's what his podcast is about exploring. Really. Influential groups. Yeah. Quality. When's the Chaz and Dave podcast? Oh wait, that's gonna take years of pre-production. I think so. Yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, 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 a lot. Yeah. Let's not even go there. Yeah, I feel like go, just yeah. just don't even make We're it. We're not ready yet. No. Not ready. The, the, no. the universe is not ready. No, yeah, yeah. We have to do. We have to go to the podcast gymnasium and like get our chops up to yeah. up to like uh, get them reps in. Yeah, I've got I've got yeah. to earn that information. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, the violators will be on there. Well, I don't. I don't know. Hopefully they've heard, <laughs> they've heard that information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, don't rape anyone. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. There's a disclaimer with why they were why they were quality podcast yeah. disclaimer. Okay. What you'll notice, more. right, is Tribe Called Quest says categorically none of them were rapists. Yeah. And that's that's true. Well, we yeah. don't know that yet. There could be a Bill Cosby situation. You never know. Well, Five Dog, you know, it could be a Jimmy Savile situation. No. He's, he's in the grave. And if, if it comes out that he shagged a can of Pepsi, it it's... wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, there's a Jimmy Savile situation with the Beatles. But, um, but uh, you know what? I was doing a Beatles episode, right? Okay, they did this Christmas show. It was a quick time show. They did this Christmas show, right? So, so... George Martin, before he worked with the Beatles, all the people he worked with, Rolf Harris, right. did, a, did a radio show, the Beatles. Nonce. Yeah, 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 nonce. Did the Beatles, did, did this radio show, right? What if it was called Beat the Beatles? Who's hosted by? Rolf Harris. Nonce. The Beatles did their first Christmas show, right? First Christmas run. Who was on it? Rolf Harris. Nonce. Second year, they come back. No Rolf Harris there. Who nonce. hosted it? Jimmy Savile. Nonce. You can't get away from it. You can't, you get, can't away get away from, from the nonceville. The, non- the nonce mania the is... The will find you. They will find you, yeah. and, and they will they will rape you. Run. Run? Run, yeah. 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 But anyway, if Afro- you see Ralph Harris in your in your nightmares, then there's nothing you can do. Wake up. Just wake up. Wake up, mate, yeah. 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 But he will rape you in your nightmare. Yeah. But African Barbara, right... <laughs> It was only allegation, so like <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. So let, let's let's not go. Let's not. Um, that's I, not a podcast about rape. Is just, that's yeah, the whole other thing. That's the thing. I I think African American could probably get his own podcast. So if we do that one day, we'll we'll go into all of it. But mm. I, 
like when I first read it, I, I was like, I've had a stressful enough day. Yeah, I'm not going to shift through hours and fucking and find out what's right and what's. Mm. Let's just say there's allegations. Yeah, there's I allegations. Whether, I don't know whether they're true or not. I'm not taking a disclaimer. There's no morals when it comes to why they were quality. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is strictly. It's factual. about why the music was quality. It's exactly. not about why they were quality as people. It's not why they were quality rapists. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Like, because the Beatles episode, the Beatles, I don't think they were really quality people. No, what they produced was exactly. Yeah. So let let's let's differentiate. That it comes back to the point. So the artist is from the art. The art is from the artist. So it's about quality in terms of music. Music, but not so quality people. But they can be nice. They can be nice to yeah. Justin Timberlake and Chazin. I think Q-Tip's a nice guy. Q-Tip, to be honest with you, Tribe Called Quest, I wouldn't say they're assholes, but they're not, their hands aren't clean. No. We'll, um, come, we'll come to it. We we'll come to it. But anyway, the Native Tongues, you asked me earlier who they consisted of, right? So the original, uh, say the original, uh, what is sort of a loose term who's like in the Native Tongues. Yeah. But originally, uh, people say it consists of De La Soul, uh, Tribal Quest, Jungle Brothers, Moni Love, who's actually an English MC, leaders of the new school. Really, yeah, Moni Love. Yeah, she is. She's from, she from London, even, yeah. Yeah, she's she, South London, even, I think. Is she, yeah? Yeah, she is. That's quite rare, for, especially from, like, back back then. Yeah. Like, she UK rap, rap was not that... It was, was very... It was pretty much starting out then, wasn't it? I mean... Yeah. I mean, although it is... Yeah, it wasn't very popular, I would say. Mm. No, I mean, like, Slick Rick and Moni Love, I'd say, your big names, yeah. probably. Like, you made it in America, okay. I'd say, yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, straight out English, yeah. And uh, I think she was from South London, even. But, is she good? Like, what did you think of her? <sighs> I'd really need to listen to more of her. Uh, from what I've heard, she's not bad. I would say she's bad. Yeah. But I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like just pop her up. Like that's. The, I would like. She's not on any of my playlists. No. Is she like, one of them? No. Is she just featured on on songs? Is she like? Does she, she have her own stuff? Yeah, her own she, solo stuff? Yeah. Yeah, she's got her own stuff. Okay. Yeah. She, she got this song called. Um, I really want to check it out. Actually, we should actually when we make something a pause, we'll, we'll give it a listen. But it's called um I think Sister It's a Shame, which is like meant to be a really good song. Yeah. And she was she's also featured on the Queen Latifah's song, um, Ladies First, which apparently is meant to be really good. So uh, yeah, but she's apparently she's meant to be quite good. Uh, but yeah, Lisa the New School. Ah, lovely. Yeah, and play a massive part in the tribe story. Yeah. Which uh, we'll get to. Yeah. Queen Latifah, uh, Brand Nubian, um Shy Ali. That's another one, actually. That's quite um, underrated. So, brand Nubian. Oh, brand Nubian, yeah. Yeah, like they don't get enough credit. I don't think because mm. um, I know I don't know if you listen to. Well, I know you do, but the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast, yeah. which is shout out to Romesh. I'm sure he'll be Romesh listening. Romesh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I send him this, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's a really big brand Nubian fan, yeah. and um, I didn't know much about them. But I, I went back and I listened to him, and just like yeah, re- really good, smooth East Coast um, hip hop that I mm. recommend that. Um, yeah, that not enough people have probably listened to. I don't think. Mm. So I, I didn't even know that this is actually news to me that they are quite a part of the native tongues because um, mm. I've just listened to them on their own. But I think you find quite a lot, you know, that that vibe back then. Um, you know, you get the vibe, you listen to them, and then and then you find out they're, they they were in the native tongues, and then you're like, it, it makes sense. Oh yeah, from the message they were spreading in in the in the, in the, the lyrics. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Um, so yeah, Brand Nubian, Shy Ali, uh, Black Sheep, and Beat Nuts. Um, other affiliates that came later 
sort of looser, like the, the second generation of native tongues, I'd say is like Emoz, Defs, Farside, Common. Oh, okay, um, some great quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they were ones who I think, they would try to take on the mantle of the native tongues. Mm. Um, but whether they were official members is sort of like up for debate. But it's, it's sort of a, like, it's not like a Wu-Tang Clan. Like the Wu-Tang Clan, there's, mm. there's 10 members. Then there's affiliates, but there's ten actual members. Yeah, so they... na- yeah. With native tongue, it's a bit more loose. It's like it's a bit more okay. like we know, like obviously, like that. They, that list there definitely native mm. tongues. Yeah. And after that, it's sort of up for debate. Well, they were all a bit later as well. Like the yeah. artists you mentioned, like all, all those, all Mike's those are like some of the greatest rappers of all time as well. Oh, you yeah. mentioned, but when I think of native tongues, I don't necessarily think of them. Yeah. They, you can tell that they were part of the movement. They, like they, they appreciated it and they spread it, spread that kind of um, mm. movement in the lyrics. But no, I wouldn't put them in the actual affiliates. No. Yeah. In in the the legit list. Yeah, definitely influenced by it. Definitely though, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, Straight Outta Compton that was released on the eighth of August, nineteen eighty eight. Um, and yeah, this is when gangster rap, as I said earlier, became mainstream. And yeah, mainstream hip hop was dominated by violent lyrics, materialism, chauvinism. Um, you know, and that's what people I'd say, especially like now, hip hop was being introduced to a wider audience. People didn't know what hip hop was before. Would probably just assume, oh, NWA, that is what mm-hmm. hip hop is. All hip hop is. So, do you think rap. these are basically they mark the um, the whole alternative hip hop genre in a way? Because like, yeah. That's what hip hop was. That's all you knew. It was a street movement. It was what was going on, like the killings, the police mm. brutality. Like that's what it was known as. Mm. Uh, obviously, now there's so much different subgenres of hip hop, and like alternative mm. hip hop, it can cover so much. Mm. But I, th- I, I don't know. Was there was there anything that was alternative to the gangster stuff then? I, I think this literally was it. I think mm. this was providing the alternative. And it, in the intro, when I was talking about that, they they made hip hop, they redefined the burgeoning genre. Because when hip, hip people forget it's a relatively new genre in the grand scheme of things. 30, oh, yeah. 40 years old, maybe. That's nothing. It's exactly, yeah. probably like, the, I don't know, one of the newest. It's got to be. Newest yeah. with a history, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you, you could trace its origins to like the last poets, maybe Gil Scott Heron in the 60s, but mm. I think hip hop really started around the late 70s, 80s, you could say. Well, 80s, really. Well, we all know what say, they say started it, don't we? It was Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. Um, why do you believe that? I don't know. Yeah, but... they used to bite. Around, well, I think that some of them rhymes are bitten as well from Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, well, I think that that was a common like trend back in the day. Um, but not want to throw shade on Sugar Hill Gang, but um, very good live actually, Sugar Hill Gang. Actually, have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. But I think they were calling. Yeah, I don't know. But they want the whole lot. Whole, I think it's only like two or three members. But I still heard, so I know obviously uh, rappers delight, yeah. but like. Patchy. Yeah, that they've mm. only like I know like to me that's two is yeah, that's just there. But, but to be honest with the other stuff they would do was actually was it, yeah. quite good, yeah. I think they've, they've probably got some other good shit. Like had like fifty members in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's who? That's yeah. an interesting gig to attend, I'll say that. Yeah. Um no, yeah, check them out. Um I, I, I definitely recommend them if anyone listening, check out the Trigil Gang if you if they're on at a festival or do you see them performing, no, go see them, they're quite decent. Be a good night out. Anyway. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a plug. You want to spend this? I mean, this, this is this is a hip hop podcast, so yeah. If you if you want to get with the pioneers, then they're the. If you didn't know much about hip hop yeah. and you just you're just getting into them, or you you know you're just fucking brain dead, then then there you go. There's the. Well, while we're here, while we're on this topic, right? Everyone that we've mentioned, including Tribe, 
And not rapists. Yeah, not rapists, but except uh, Jimmy Savile <laughs> and, and uh, Ralph Ralph Harris. Yeah, apart from them, but but anyone that we have mentioned here on the podcast, including Tribe, anyone that we've complimented, like we're not actually plugging your stuff. We're just saying you're really good. But what we're essentially doing is plugging your stuff. So if you do want to send us money, yeah, please do. It would be appreciated. Yeah. So or at least just share the link. Just, share, just share the link. Share, 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 your, your, share it on the Twitter. Share the link and send me a private message. And send send Louis a private nude cuter. I'm not. I wouldn't be annoyed if you did it. I wouldn't be annoyed. I wouldn't delete it. No. So you no. know. But he definitely wouldn't wank over. Maybe, maybe. If I was, then I would. Yeah. At his state, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that would be a, a dare I say quality picture. Oh. He said it. He said it. That wouldn't be when they were quality. That this is quality. This is quality. and I am loving this. This is quality. I need to stop bleeding. That's not a good lie. No, it's definitely not. Uh, anyway, so straight out of Compton was released, and uh, anyway, that's what people like, associated, I'd say, hip hop with. Again, their first introduction to hip hop probably would have been like. Gangster rap show, mm-hmm. lizard violence. Not the title, bitch. Don't apply to all women, but all women have a little bitch in them. Yeah. It's like a disease that plagues their character, taking the women of America. And it starts with the letter B. It makes a girl like that think she better than me. See, some get mad and some just bear it. But yo, if the shoe fits, wear it. It makes them go deaf in the ear. That's why when you say hi, she won't say hi. Are you the kind that think you're too damn fly? And then the Native Tongues and the Tribe were bringing the alternative. They were bringing the alternative to gangster rap. And it, it speaks, it's a good indication of this that the Straight Out of the Jungle came so soon after Straight Out of Compton. Uh, and, and so was it even spelt the same? You know, the way it's spelt outer? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it, it's got to be. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll have to yeah. be on it. Um, and so, yeah, Q-Tip was featured on two songs on the album. Um, it was uh, Black is Black. Now I'm from the Tribe Called Quest. And I'm here tonight with the Jungle Brothers. And we're about to get in this thing called Black is Black is Black is Black. Hair. Hair. Black is Black is Black is Black. In America today, I have to regret to say something, something is not right. remember 18 18, yeah, yeah. This is just insane, really. Yeah. yeah. Actually, maybe it was 88. I thought it was 17. 17. So, yeah, Straight Out Jungle was released. And then what came out very soon after that um, was Three Feet High and Rising. Yes. By De La Soul. One of the greatest albums also. One of the greatest albums also. I mean, mean, if we're talking hip-hop in general, this has got to be in your top 10. I'm sorry, it has to be. It has to be. Um, just 
I mean, in terms of uh, native tongues, if we're, if we're not including tribe in it, I mean, it's it's this this is this is the album. I mean, I feel like this is the album that actually put the native tongues on the forefront, though. Don't you th- don't you feel? Probably, I think. It in was... terms of like commercial, oh, commercially, yeah. it has to be popularity-wise. Like mm. like we were saying before, Jungle Brothers, yeah, they 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 started it, but Della, they they're the ones that they put it in the forefront. So definitely with this album. I mean, talk any interest in that music makes you happy. They last soul and this this album. But specifically the song Me, Myself and I, mm. put that on, you yeah. can't sit still. It's, it's ridiculous. No, you it's can't. One of the, it, it lifts your mood, like, and again, yeah, this probably was what, like, blew, blew, blew up native tongues, because it's just undeniable. It is. Undeniable how good it was. Like, and you, I, I yeah. feel like, um, in a way, these, like, people that don't necessarily like hip-hop, they can get into native tongues, and specifically Della with this album. Mm. And I'm just talking from personal experience, I like... Yeah. Like, my girlfriend's not really into hip-hop, but, like, she she knows about Della, and, like, she likes Della, and she went oh, to yeah. a... There's a festival here in Liverpool, it's called... Oh, Limp. Yeah, they? so, like, it's called Limp, Liverpool International Music Festival. Mm. Just a small festival that they do in, like, a little park, mm. like, um, once a year. Mm. They had like a sister sledge on there and like you know people like that and there Della was on the undercard there it was like a tenner for a ticket ten pound yeah. see Della soul and it was um and but like she went and like she she said she already knew she knew of them but she said she seen them loud she was like wow these are these are cool yeah. and that, that's what it should be to them with Della is like in this album is yeah they are in a way like fifers like they were the first sort of self-deprecating hip hop mm. you know like the self-deprecating were fun at the same time, like they're, they're very, very self-aware and like they're, they're, they're not afraid to like, you know how like uncool they are, but that, oh. that makes that makes them cool in a way, do you know, oh, no, you yeah. know what I mean? They, they say it right on the first the first album, you know, it's incredible, yeah. Incredible, and this is this is the, like we said, this is the album that put the native tongues on the map, I yeah. feel, and when it, and it comes down to everything from the artwork, so for me, one of the greatest um, album artworks of all time. So I actually have a Della Soul T-shirt, which you've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a three feet high and rising T-shirt, and it's a, it's just mm. it's literally the album artwork. It's yellow, but it looks incredible on a T-shirt. Mm. And it's, it's a summer T-shirt, definitely it's festival. But whenever I whenever I wear this T-shirt, I do get compliments on it mm. for, for good reason. Mm. And it's just everything from the aesthetics of the album, from like just I don't know, there was there was sort of nothing like like it yeah. before wasn't it oh no yeah so exactly yeah it is just it's the antithesis of um like you think straight out of compton album cover very black very dark very <clears throat> like you know they're all, all dressed in black there's yeah. fire behind them red lettering and then they like all, all very compact composition yeah. and then three freight high and rising they're all spread out it's mm. yellow there's flowers rice just bright, bright colors yeah. vibrant vibrant it's just just it's just, just sets nice, the tone for it? the album that that basically describes what three of you iron rising is it's, yeah. it's an album that's vibrant it's bright it's colorful yeah. it makes you feel good the sampling is just on another um, level prince paul one of the greatest Asian devs producers also sure so we're giving shout outs to ali because let's face it we, we can't do a tri podcast mm. and not talk about della it's just it's not it's mm. not possible oh, right no no yeah so they come up again yeah yeah like there would be no tribe without della and it's the same yeah. there'd be no della without tribe it goes yeah. on and on. it's like to me it's comparative to the rock and stone cold yeah yeah so there would be no stone cold without the rock and there'd be no stone uh, rock without stone cold and yeah. i feel the same way with della and tribe now who's better and who you prefer I mean, Tribe's got a longevity and they, they may be the best discography, I suppose. Yeah. But um, 
But I know that this is this is level pegging with 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 the best what? tribe albums, in my opinion. Well, it's a bit like right, and I, you agree with me here. It's a bit like Stasiak and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, meat. There, there would be yeah, there would be two no, bits of meat. Yeah, two bits of meat. There'd be no Brock Lesnar without Stasiak, and there'd be no Stasiak. Oh no, Stasiak could have made it, but there'd yeah. be no Brock Lesnar without Stasiak. Okay, I mean, that's, that's there is. There would be no meat without without what the yeah. next big thing. You no know, meat without Brock. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, and yeah, on Three Feet High and Rising was, of course, the song Buddy, which is probably the most famous song, famous native tongue to cut. Um, and there's a version on the album, um, which is great, um, which music video is, of course, set to as well. But the one I really love is the native tongue's decision, which is slightly longer and has Five Dog on it as well. And um, Five Dog is great on that song as well. chance listen to the native tongues decision um of so was this the the first um collab song of like all of them like you know like like multiple yeah all of them together. i would say so yeah, yeah. See, that's the one the, the, the shame about the native tongue is that there was there isn't many where they're all no. on the same song so this is the one that people point yeah. to this is like the big one where they're, they're already the, on it the, it's just the one like, that had the video and the yeah and the result yeah this yeah. is the one i'm thinking of yeah yeah this had this had um this, on, on the it had five dog on the the native tongues decision but on the main one on the um on the the one you see the video to there's q-tip there's jungle brothers it's queen latifah moni love um of course Dayla. so yeah this has got like most of the native tongues on it yeah, yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good song. Great. So go back uh, if you never listened to Three Feet High and Rising and this song, then yeah. immediately. The only thing is with Dela's discography, is uh, it's not on Spotify. The only oh, album that's on Spotify true. is. Um, two, yeah, the, yeah, what is it? Pain. They, uh, the, they want the recent one, and then there's one. Like, isn't it? And and then there was. Is it um, the one that's got a couple of dots in? Let's have a look. It's the two re- yeah, there's the most recent, and then there's one that's like um, it's got the song Grind Date in it. Yeah, Grind Date and Rock Came Flow with MF Doom as well. Yeah, um, sorry, well, let's just get over that as well. Though. Also, yeah. though, while we're on this point, though, do you know what I listen to? It's actually straight out, straight out of the jungle. I never heard it before, but doing research for this sick album. Yeah, really good. Is that actually. was that their first album? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. To be honest, I'm tempted to say it might have been the best of all, all out of, of the Jungle Brothers albums. Or out, out of ah, that's a big shout. Did out they have many? Did they have many albums? You mean you're talking about the the, the start of native they, tongues? Yeah, started native tongues debut albums. I'm just tempted to say it might be my favorite. Yeah, it's really. So, this is actually a good point. Yeah. I think I have listened to it and remember it's, thinking that. So it's the most political, like without a shout. It's yeah. like it's. And was this this what year was this? Uh, eighty eight. That was eighty eight, yeah. and then Della was was it eighty was eighty nine? Uh, eighty nine, and um, tribe was ninety. 90 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so with tribes, uh, sorry, with Della's discography, um, the ones that's the grind date, uh, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and the anon- anonymous nobody was the one recently. Yeah. So they're the only two that are on Spotify, yeah. and the reason being is. Fuck Tommy boy. Fuck Tommy boy. Yeah. I, I, Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy. Yeah. That's what we're saying. He's pirate. No, I'm not saying that. So basically, <laughs> yeah, their their um, so their albums aren't 
on Spotify because of the sampling that's used. And the Tommy Boy records are cunts basically, and they wouldn't pay for the the sampling that they use. Like all all that, all the beats that you hear in those those albums and those songs, like mm. they're amazing because they're like the pull from so much different types of music. Mm. The thing is, they barely made any money off it because of that. So, like we know about Della and skin yeah, like everything they've ever done has come off their back. Their label never helped them a little bit because mm. they never pay for it, and they they won't pay for them to get anything on Spotify because they, they won't get paid properly. They put their stuff on there. So Tommy Boy will. Uh, and just before we get off Della, the my favourite Della album of all time, which we'll get into, is what we just talked about, produced by, in my opinion, the second greatest hip-hop producer of all time, Jay Dilla. It's called Stakes Is High. So that's from 96. The only problem is trying to get this album is trying to actually locate it. Mm. So it's not on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it got taken down from YouTube. It definitely got taken down. So like, you might your best look is probably SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. But if you're into really just the, you, know, but you could buy a CD, I suppose. You could buy a CD, but yeah. I've tried looking for the vinyl as well, and that's yeah. that's like some expensy shit right there. Mm-hmm. But if you are into the start of basically the the Jay Dilla movement was right there, the the chill, the loaf. So basically, it was the lo-fi hip hop movement, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what Jay Dilla spawned. Yeah, and it starts with Stakes as high. So. Um, well, that's the same year as uh, Beach Rhymes of Life as well. It is. Yeah. That was 96. Um, yeah. So that was the first album not to be produced by Prince Paul, but mm. they got a pretty good, uh, pretty good producer, yeah. uh, pretty good re- producer replacement. Yeah. Also, which one was it? Was it Dave or Mace Show as well? He used to, one of one of Daylar as well. Used to be like really key on the production as well. Yeah. Yeah, I you're right. Which one? But whoever that is, props to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all of this, um, all of this, the tribe getting their name out there again. Q-Tip was getting on these songs now. Five Dog as well getting. So on songs. just for just to just for like mm. to lay it down. Um, this is this is even before David released an album. Released, so yeah, you know it says it all. The the the, the people that they're they're with that they surround themselves with. They know obviously the talent that these people that these that Q-Tip has got. He's featuring on all his songs. He's seventeen, eighteen years old on mm-hmm. big albums like this, and they've yet to even drop a drop an album. Yeah. So you know you can already tell that the potential's there. And exactly, and it's all of this. This is what grew the excitement for them to actually get signed a contract for three hundred and fifty thousand uh, uh, dollars, which was the biggest advance a new artist had got at that time. Um, and that's yeah, that's basically what Tribe got offered for their first contract to sign with Jive for Records. And this nineteen ninety is when they're about to release their first album, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. Uh, and we we shall get to that. You stay with us on That's Why They Were Quality podcast. A Tribe Called Quest, their debut album called People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm will be out any moment now. It's well worth hearing. 